and welcome to Red Femme. I'm Hannah, and I'm here with my co-host, Jen Isaacson. Hi, Jen. How are you? Uh, hello. I'm good. <laughs> you know damn well how I am. That's right. So, today's episode is going to be on Balenciaga, specifically the recent scandal. Right, the child pornography, pedophilia sublimated pedophilia barely sublimated very much on the surface yeah pedophilia so for those who have been living under a rock and don't know what we're talking about we'll just explain it in a couple sentences Balenciaga who are really they were the number one brand globally of high fashion people certainly. really liked Balenciaga yeah like all the celebrities the Kardashians Kim K had to deal with them she wore all their stuff I think Kanye designed for them years ago even there was like an Adidas Balenciaga partnership right thing I think he was involved with yeah yeah so they're they're big they're the they were the top dog yes of the fashion industry and I think it was a week ago, a couple of weeks ago, these photos emerged of kids, and they were about four, I would say, four or five. Yeah. Very young, uh, pre pubescent. Pre pubescent children holding these bears that had bondage gear on the bears. And they were holding the bears, you know, like on a bed or in front of a bed, and then kind of BDSM sexual paraphernalia on the floor around around them. Yeah. And then people started taking a closer look at the photographs and they saw in the background of, of other Balenciaga shoots, there would be books by known paedophiles. And in that particular shoot with the bears, there was a reference to a legal case that outlawed child pornography. Mm. There, was, there was like a handbag and then the handbag was on all these different sheets of paper that referenced the legal case in the US. Right. People put this together and it was overt from the photos, but then they went and did some more research and noticed these yeah. harder to spot details in the background of that photo shoot and other photo shoots. And now there is this uproar, which I'm very glad about. I mean, I was quite surprised that mm. people actually took this seriously. Oh, I'm not surprised at all. Oh, really? Well, it falls into the um, Illuminati, the world is controlled by a bunch of pedophile elites. They're all in the fashion industry as part of their like covenant with the devil. They have to reveal themselves. <laughs> no, you're, you're laughing. This is, people believe this. You have to, they have to reveal themselves kind of intermittently, um, to, you know, as part of their Satan worship. It's all very much, it's, it's, it's like what people have been saying about. Hollywood specifically and the fashion industry for a long time that it's run by a bunch of pedophile okay. elites. So it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. And it goes into that. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to discredit um, anything, but I, or, you know, say that this isn't, aren't valid concerns or anything, but you know, there was QAnon mm. heard of that conspiracy theory and that conspiracy theory involved that the pedophile elites would rape children in order to excrete their, the byproduct of their adrenaline, which then then they would use to gain the elixir of eternal youth. Do you mean extract their byproduct? Yeah, extract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extract, extract the excretions. <laughs> okay. Of that byproduct of adrenaline, <laughs> that mm. would mean that they would have the fountain of youth. You know, there's a film called The Shine, which is the sequel to The Shining, that is all about this special kids with psychic powers. Balenciaga did a. Um, a campaign that was based on the shine. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that falls real into... It's all very... It's stuff that people like Alex Jones 
mm. are saying. It's very popular in, okay. among right-wing well, people in the States. I'll give my explanation as to why I think that people create these conspiracy theories based in a reality of yes. child exploitation and paedophilia. I think it's that they that we still can't get over how every day child sexual abuse is. So we like to pretend it's just elites doing it or that you have to worship Satan to do it, right. whereas it's actually happening on every street of this country. It's very ordinary. It's ordinary. Ordinary yeah. men are sexually abusing children in their homes, usually, or seeking out child pornography and so on. Um, I feel like... That's why I think these conspiracy theories get constructed so that it's more flashy than it actually is. And it, it removes, it removes, it puts it at a remove, really. Yeah. It puts it at, like, there are these elites that are somewhere else. It externalizes it mm. away from your own communities, your own societies, your own schools, your own families, your own homes. And I think my explanation of it is, of course, the elites are... Um, you know, there's a huge amount of pedophilia among the among the elite. That's obvious, but that's just because the elite get away with illegal activity more, yeah, and can advertise it more because they're less scrutinized in general. If you're a working class person who doesn't pay your taxes, um, you'll get a letter in the mail, then you'll get a phone call, then you'll get you'll get oh we're gonna you know give you a fine, and then it becomes we'll garnish your wages. You can't get away with not paying a relatively small amount of tax. If you're a rich person, a wealthy person, a member of the bourgeois class, and you don't pay tax, this is actually very ordinary, and you yeah. can probably talk about it openly. It's just that the elite have, um, they're free from from the same kind of scrutiny yeah. as other classes are, and the state doesn't pay attention quite as much to what the elite are doing, as opposed to poor and working people. Right. I agree, though I think that paedophilia is also rife within the working class yeah of course but i accept that they perhaps receive less scrutiny certainly if it's reported to the police oh of course the police will be <laughs> more uh, disinclined to investigate someone based on their status if they're of high status basically well this is the thing I, i've gotten into arguments with communists and so on online about the reality of male violence within the working classes and within the bourgeois classes like this idea that there's bourgeois women aren't oppressed that's mm -hmm. their that's their favorite line and it's actually interesting in that well lenin said they were well lenin said they well yeah it's just revisionism <laughs> it's complete revisionism yeah but it's if if, a, if the police rock up to a the home of a judge or a mm. prominent doctor or a prominent lawyer or whoever and say we're here to arrest you for battering your wife this is not going to go. This is not going to go in, in favor of the woman. And there are things like you know um, when people live on estates, when people live in big, huge homes, women can scream, and they're le like there's often less scrutiny mm -hmm. in the bourgeois classes for male violence than there is yeah. um, in the working classes, where there's even a bit more of this kind of community policing, so to speak. Well, there's that thing that you know boarding schools for years, yeah. six form boys would have, I think this is where the word fag and faggot comes from, mm. is they would have a fag. It was like an 11, 12-year-old boy who'd carry your books. And the idea is that you could fuck him. Yeah. So you could rape him. And, you know, these were 16, 17, 18-year-old boys that would rape younger boys. And that it happened to them as well. And that this is very normalized within boys' boarding schools, as far as I'm aware, it used to be. Yeah, so I think there is a bit of a thing. Well, this is... 
even Engels talked about this, and unfortunately he talked about it as if he was talking about homosexuality, not just pedophilia. But there is a thing in particular about the elite being pedophiles because of this boarding school culture. Stuart Parker has a very good lecture where he talks about how this kind of thing happening within education creates a really toxic sort of fraternity Mm -hmm. and keeps men like trauma bonded together in a very bizarre way. And he has this really interesting line where he says the reason that they all found Jeremy Corbyn really threatening is because he wasn't nonstop boarding boarding school. school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'd never been buggered as a child. Yeah. Unlike every other prime minister in history, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is it true that the elites are more pedophilic? What do we think? (laughs) (laughs) But back, back to Balenciaga, I have an explanation as to why this was allowed in the first place. And it comes from my experience at Goldsmiths, which was an, an art college originally, and then expanded into other topics, other subjects that you could do. But it was really known for its art. And uh, I had a lot of friends that were art students, fashion students, and so on. And there was something about when people couldn't manage to be creative, let's say you had I don't know, used up your creative juices that month, but you had to do something. A lot of the time they would rely instead on doing something shocking and that this was considered like, oh, wow, you've created this shocking piece. That's It would be considered still amazing in the same way that originality or creativity was. So my example is, I have to change his name. I uh, I had a friend called Scott from school who, we both went to university in London, um, as young adults, he didn't go to Goldsmiths. He went to St. Martin's, I believe, which is probably has a higher reputation for art than Goldsmiths even. Anyway, I think he did fashion, St. Martin's fashion design. And I remember once we went out in East London when East London was even more cool than it was. This is before it was um, fully gentrified. This was like the start of or mid-gentrification. Yeah. Anyway, we went out and he wore a sticker on his neck of Holly and Jessica, who are the, these girls that were raped and murdered by Ian Huntley. I think it was in around 2001. Mm. And I don't know where he got it from. I mean, who prints these stickers? And it was this famous photo of them in their Manchester United t-shirts together. And he wore this and it was just I don't I don't even think I really asked him about it but I know now I mean I'm sure now he's older he would be like yeah why did I do that I was just trying to be shocking it's actually disgusting but I'm pretty sure he did that because there is this conflation between have I done something really really creative because I've pushed a boundary no you've just broken a boundary and taboo in in a horrible way and it's just shocking and awful and you know, I remember this guy at Goldsmiths that was doing visual arts and he did this weird art project on the backfield where he buried a doll as if it was a baby. And then oh. he'd dig the doll up and then he made this video where he like got the doll and like all bloody and pointed at the camera and he did this like song where he was like, Dead baby, dead baby. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. And I remember thinking, Oh, you're not creative enough to do anything good. Yeah. So again, you've lurched to, I'll just do something obscene and horrible. And that, though, might be given the same credit. So my explanation is that, okay, the photographer, whoever came up with this, certainly the person who decided to put the uh, 
the the papers in the Balenciaga photo shoot to do with child the child pornography legal case that outlawed it in a particular way. Um, I'm sure that person is a paedophile. Yes. But the reason that the people around them didn't say, hang on a minute, yeah. is that they will be used to a fashion and art scene where creativity and the obscene is is constantly conflated. Right. And that this idea that you're doing something against boundaries, queer, quote unquote, that you're doing something that would, you know, make everyone's grandma go, oh, that's unpleasant, that this is somehow valuable in the same way creativity is. Yeah. Those people are used to that. So they didn't see it and flag it up in the same way a normal person would go, this is a bit weird, isn't it? Kids with BDSM teddy bears. I'm not, makes me a bit uncomfortable because then they'd go, oh, well, oh, maybe that discomfort is part of the artistic design of this whole thing. You know what I mean? And people just, people talk shit like that to each other all the time. And sometimes they're right. And sometimes they're just talking shit, but it's the same rhetoric that you can apply. Oh, maybe it's about to trouble or discomfort the viewer. And why is it that you associate that with kids you know, like what? It's you then. Yeah. Who's the paedophile? All these arguments yeah, yeah. we use around that are used around queer theory and to justify all kinds of other horrible sexual things. That is that world. Yeah, I think the stylist who works for Balenciaga, who did that particular photo shoot that was a bit too obvious with the child paedophilia, child paedophilia, as if there's another kind, with the paedophilia that got flagged up. Really, mm. I think her name is Loda Volka. Mm. And people were posting images from her Instagram online. And I think what she's good at and what she does is creating images and creating aesthetics that evoke a real sense of revulsion and fear and unease. That seems to be with very heavy pedophilic overtones, but even the ones that didn't have the kind of um, explicit pedophilic overtones all the rest of them you would just look at them and get this like unsettled feeling this unsettled feeling and i think the way that she would do it is she she uses um a lot of like uh paraphernalia furniture stylistic choices that seem to be from the late 80s early 90s so a lot of people's childhoods Mm. and then she does something a bit strange and off and then she often incorporates something that shouldn't belong there. And you just get this sense of like, oh, something is really weird and really obscene. And I feel a bit ill. She also um, just did that bedroom with blood all over it, though. Well, yeah, I mean, other, like, I'm, I, I'm speaking about the ones other than the but, explicit But I'm stuff, saying but. that I don't even think some of this is very unsophisticated. The ones you're talking about is quite sophisticated. Some yeah. of this isn't. Yeah, and I, and I guess my point is that with with visual stuff, with, I'm not a fine art person and I don't really know very much about fine art. But I think if you're like visually intelligent, quote unquote, and you're trying to evoke something and you have this ability to do so, I think you're trying to prove a point, even a, a visual point with your with your art. Why does it have to be something disturbing? And it goes to what you were saying. It's because it, it hits you over the head. And it goes, ah, this artist has done something. Oh, look at how they've done something. Whereas you can just make a visual point that is, doesn't, doesn't evoke you with such a strong feeling. So then you get the sense like, ooh, this person has had an impact on kind of my internal state. Well, that's the thing. that um, if To impress upon someone, it's a lot harder to do that 
in an in a way that isn't just shocking that's right. yeah exactly it's actually really clever to impress upon someone in a more sophisticated way even in a say discombobulating way where they can't quite work out why they're bothered whereas i know when i see a room with blood all over right, it why, why i'm bothered, bothered. yeah i think exactly. somebody's been killed yeah here <laughs> it's very clear why i find that disturbing and i think that these people just basically don't have the talent yeah to do that yeah, yeah, yeah. so they use this crutch that all the shit artists at goldsmiths did right yeah and i see why like all these um right-wing conspiracy theories like alex jones has been a big believer in this when there is just so much overture to pedophilia in all these different industries and it is that thing. You were mentioning to me something about something one of your French feminist connections had said about the artistic class. and Yes. Yeah. So a friend of mine in France was saying that, she was explaining this, because in France they killed the ruling class, right? Yeah. They guillotined them all. They now have a kind of new ruling class of just the intellectual and artistic elites. Right. And those people are considered more legitimate than, say, we might regard our aristocracies illegitimate because we're like, you're just born into wealth. You're just a big, thick idiot who lives in a big house. Yeah. You didn't earn any of this, you big, toothy horse face. <laughs> there, they're like, oh, but this person is refined. They have yeah. all this exclusive elite knowledge. So they are less picked apart than, say, we are about posh people. Say, right. say than we do about posh people. Yeah. Um. They're less assailed. And then she was saying that there is a thing in France, and it probably is matriculated to Italy, but all these people are from France, Italy, Spain, as far yes. as I'm aware, the ones yeah, that are yeah. involved. France, Italy. Let's leave the Spanish out of it. As as <laughs> Valenciaga's are Spanish. Are they Spanish? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're Italian. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so they, uh, the, the intellectual and artistic elites are considered really outside morality. Like mm-hmm. morality and the usual kind of, you know, self-governance is for everybody else but me i'm intellectual i'm above all this you need that you peasant working class people right just the dunderheads that you know built all the roads and run everything (laughs) uh this is just you know for you ordinary people we on the other hand are are out beyond this by being elite so it's almost that if you do if you show your immorality you're making a claim to be of the elite. Yes. Partly that's it. So there's no, it's no, right. um, it's no surprise that a high fashion house has people that do this as opposed to like the Argos catalogue. Well, this is the thing. There is then, <laughs> it's not to say that pedophilia is necessarily more or less common among the bourgeois class or among the elite or whatever. But there's these very particular dynamics that makes it more explicit, more obvious, more maybe more socially consequential in a kind of macro sense. Obviously, everyone's child sexual abuse is consequential to them. To them. Yeah, but to in, the perpetrator. Into in the macro sense. Whereas in the British context, you have people who, I'm sorry, posh British people are sexually fucking weird. I don't <laughs> yeah. have another term for it. Yeah. Half of them were nonced at boarding school it becomes like a weird trauma bonded cycle cycle fraternity thing they have they have the thing of being prudes and perverts 
Yes. They're super prudish, which yeah. also means that they're perverted. I mean, we were just watching this Ghislaine Maxwell stuff today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all Perfect. so sexually weird. Because they're either incredibly... Rep- well, it's it's King Charles and the I want to be your tampon thing. Yeah. It's like they're super sexually repressed, so they express themselves sexually in very bizarre ways. Mm. And ways that don't make sense socially and you have this then this pedophilia element of like the boarding schools Mm -hmm. this weird fraternity and then in france the dynamic is just as you described whereas the elite think they're above morality so what's the most immoral thing that we can do oh child rape we'll put it in the forefront we'll put it on our posters or put it on that's not to say that there aren't you know huge amounts of pedophilia in other other Mm -hmm. kinds of men from different social classes but it's this very particular kind of dynamics what descri- the reason that they're advertising it and that they're not ashamed is because of the dynamics that we described. They're free, they have less social consequences, and also it's this weird dynamic of the, the French intellectual who thinks he's above morality. Above the rest of society. Which is, interestingly, I think probably those same dynamics led to queer, and queer theory, and yeah. Foucault, and, oh, Foucault's thing of, isn't it interesting, anyone who breaks the law in in sex and sexuality is a very... Um, subversive, queer, interesting person. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what Foucault was like. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it was part of that intellectual field. I think there's another common mistake that they're they're kind of riffing off in that, you know, like that Lotta Volca woman, she kind of dresses up like Satan a bit in like the all red um, leather, was it like all red leather outfit, and then, she went to a church, and then she had a shirt that said "Cannibal Corpse." Yeah, like weird. These, these people think that that stuff's still countercultural. That's. Right. I think it's also the like I'm a big bad goth <clears throat> thing, right? Yeah. Like I'm gonna go snog somebody in a graveyard. Ooh, aren't I being uh, illicit? I think that they still believe that. But actually, the census came out yesterday saying that the vast majority, or at least a majority, of people in the UK aren't Christian. So you're, yeah. you're not countercultural. Yeah. You want to go around saying that you worship Satan? I don't know, you'll probably get some YouTube subscribers. Yeah. Like, no one's bothered. Mm, no. These people, I looked them up, they're all late 30s yeah. to late 40s, and they're kind of like young Gen Xs and older millennials. Yeah. And they grew up, though, in a time where I think this stuff was countercultural, and they've not moved on, Right. actually. They're really not of the moment. They are would be considered old by like you know young yeah. gen zeds right and i think that they they're just missing the mark and they still think this stuff is like oh wacky and uh yeah again like oh countercultural no it's not try and do that like capitalist realism thing where it's like the criticism just gets adopted into the broader ideology it's mm-hmm. like queer was countercultural as much as we can disagree with it maybe in the 60s and 70s being like, I'm subversive and sexually interesting. Now queer is corporate. Yeah. Now queer is um, the HR department. Yeah. Now queer is the US military. And now Satanism <laughs> is Balenciaga. No yes. one cares. Yeah, exactly. It's just like <laughs> counterculture becomes culture. Yeah. Like uh, uh, punk rock stuff. Like I remember when wearing, having your hair dyed black and having piercings and having tattoos was considered like, oh my God, what are you doing? This is so scary. Your parents would be really upset about it. There'd be like a meeting with the school. This is like, oh my God, what does this mean? Da, 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 da. Now it's, that's how kids dress. 
Or if I saw someone dressed like that, I'd think they're a bit old fashioned. I'd be like, yeah. you know, it's not 2003 anymore. But it doesn't even, it doesn't even, um, you see kids these days with like septum piercings and lip rings. Yeah, and it's normal. It's very, it's it, so counterculture. Parents sees, have it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Parents have it. Like, like capitalism takes up counterculture and makes it culture. Mm. It recycles it. So there yeah. could be, there is actual no escape. <laughs> and these these people basically at the end of that trend and they have not come up with something new. And how can you? It's the same reason that Andre 3000 says, I don't make hip hop albums anymore. Because he's like, I'm nearly 50. I don't know what's hip. Yeah. He's like, I did in my 20s. I've so removed from that. It's not that I don't want to. Mm. I can't make a good album. Yeah. He's probably right. And honestly, I don't even know what the fashion industry is. Like, from what I understand about the fashion industry. No, like, hear me out. What <laughs> it's I a under- bit of a, py- like a, bit of a scheme, a bit of a pyramid. Uh, well, it's a, it's, it seems like the, the, the impressions I get from it, from people who I've known who've been in and around it and talking to people or whatever, it seems like a hobby for the um, children of the super rich. Mm-hmm. There's the ones that get the fashion degrees and do the things and it just seems and become photographers or whatever. Just seems like it's something for very, very rich people. And in terms of it being an actual industry, no one buys the crazy shit that is on the runway. And I'm not convinced that the crazy shit on the runway really impacts trends in a major way. I would say that that's Instagram impacts no. the trends. Um, what they, how these, these bread and butter of these brands are selling things that women can wear to work, like a bag, a sun, sunglasses. That's like most of their sales is like Louis Vuitton bags. No one's wearing a Louis Vuitton fucking bin bag. bin bag hat or whatever. Balenciaga have look, some of their shoes from what I see on Instagram kind of nice whatever. Like, right. like I get it. Like They clearly make nice coats. But they uh, they have done a thing recently with kind of taking the piss where they would sell like a destroyed shoe. Yes. Like a Converse, but it would be just like, like looking 20 years old, like you wore it every day, it would be destroyed. And then they would try and sell it for $1,000. But this is where art and fashion merges. And it becomes about the item and the object and what it means, not really its wearability or just what it looks like. And then this is interesting. And rich people who have also money to spend on art might buy it. Apparently, one of their recent catwalks, they've, they they had bin bags, right, as the yes, bag. Yeah. But again, this is a critique of what's a bag? Interesting art thing going on here. But because those worlds have collided, this is what has led to the to the paedophilia promotion and the people around them missing it the people who aren't okay with it missed it because of this yeah to make it unambiguously clear we think that obviously pedophiles and likely child rapists were involved in the production of those photographs however the people around it the guy who works at Balenciaga who does the approval for the advertising campaigns yeah I don't think he no it can't be that every single person in Balenciaga is a pedophile (laughs) It's just that <laughs> there's, yeah, the, the cultural forces that we're describing. There'll be a majority of people that missed it and are now thinking, why did I miss this? Yeah. And it's because of the the culture of art and fashion, particularly when they collide. Yes. That's my explanation. Um, but I would also say that there was, was it in Paris? We saw, it's on TikTok and Instagram now, some young men who were models got given a bag by Balenciaga and it was like a doll and then blood yeah. all over these clothes. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of... And it was like a dummy. And they yeah. tried to get this young man to explain what it was, and he just went, oh, it's a, a dolly, and uh, 
uh, he, he didn't want to say and blood yeah. all over this were bag. I don't know. It's fucking weird, isn't it? He just kind of went, oh, the doll that you look after and take care of the doll. Like, he just kind yes. of gave a really benign explanation. Yeah. And then the other young man, like, just put the dummy in his mouth. And it's just weird. But they have done that. And then there's this weird connection to a woman called Rachel Chandler, who is apparently, um, she- is it Maitland? Maitland? And she was indicted in the Epstein case. Right. And she runs Maidland Fashion Agency. A modelling agency. Yeah, some modelling yeah. agency. And if you look at the photos of the kids on there, a lot of them look very neglected and unwell. Like, yeah. like they'll have bruises or they'll be underage models with tattoos. Again, if you are under 18 and you have got a tattoo, you don't have parental oversight. Clearly, you're yeah, neglected. Something, something's wrong. Something's wrong. You've gone and done something that is technically illegal for you to do. You don't have a parent being like, oi, hang on, you're not allowed that yet, kind of thing. Right. And I'm not trying to say this in a, I'm a big conservative or traditionalist. I just think you are no, a children, minor. children should not have tattoos. No, they no, shouldn't. I don't care if you call them me a traditionalist <laughs> or a conservative. No, children are, should not be allowed tattoos. So these kids... I don't think you should be allowed tattoos until you're 30. <laughs> Uh, these kids, a lot of them, yeah, look, undernourished and not in an anorexic, chic, 90s model way. Yeah. But just, like, a, a bit ill. Look unwell. Unwell. Yeah. Some of them don't even look very like models. They just look uncared for children. And then people are starting to make the connection that perhaps there is a sexual exploitation. Yeah, trafficking. Enterprise happening here. Yeah. Which wouldn't surprise me. No. Which wouldn't surprise me. It's a good cover story. It's a very good cover story. And a lot yeah. of models do just get sexually exploited. Yes, yeah. At the photo shoot, will you take your top off? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good day. Alex Jones, I bet, is feeling very vindicated. No, but this is Kanye the problem, West. right? All these nutters are feeling vindicated. Well, this is the thing. I think this is the point, is that it's not that we're run by a set of pedophile elites who, who worship Satan? Who worship Sacrifice children. It's the fact that child sexual abuse is incredibly common, incredibly ordinary, on all in all classes of society. There are certain factors that make um, upper class people a bit more open about it, a bit more, and um, they have more power. So they have more power of representation. Yes, to represent yeah. who they are and their subjectivity, and sometimes they slip up and do it too obviously in a photo shoot. Yeah, exactly. Say. And I think that... Whereas if you're a pedophile um, waiter or a pedophile truck driver or something, you're not given a photo shoot to get sexually titillated off of that's going to be published everywhere. Right. You'll just rape kids. You said that Volker woman is married to Alban Adams. Yeah. And he's been accused of pedophilia? Correct, from what I understand. I tried to Google that. I couldn't find anything. I just a a Twitter thread. This is deep into the Twitter threads at this point. I mean, who knows? And they're married. Or they're dating. I don't know if they're married. Well, they all sound like a bunch of wrong-uns that should probably be locked up. Well, this is the thing. I just hate (laughs) the fashion industry. I hate to be like an orthodox communist in this way, but I really just think... No, clothes shouldn't be a way of self-expression. They should be practical. They should get the job and functional and get the job done and like make sure that people are comfortable and can do their work in life. I don't understand this thing of like, oh, it is my self-expression about my internal world that I am then wearing on the outside. I just think it's horseshit. I'm more sympathetic because I went to Goldsmiths, so therefore I understand aesthetics. (laughs) It just rubbed off. I I do understand why. 
but I'm not saying it's important. Obviously, I don't think fashion or art is particularly important. It's not as important as like the fact the post is delivered every day. But I can see why that world is interesting and that there is um, space for it. What I find strange is the over glamorization of it and the overvaluation of it. That's what I don't like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because all those people could die or go on strike and the world wouldn't change. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Yeah. Good luck with that happening at a school or a university or a hospital or the post or the train drivers. And and so they're not important. Well, it's just like, I just think the whole industry. So basically you have these pedophile fucking degenerate losers, failed children of the super rich coming up with these trends. Then they get put on runways then the Instagram models take it up. Then you get brands like Shein and I don't think Forever 21 exists anymore. What's I don't even know what Shein is. Is this a Canadian thing? No, Shein is a very popular online store that sells cheap shit from China. Okay. That are mocks, mock-up brands and this sort of thing. Then you have um, brands like Shein and H&M, whatever, kind of pseudo-copying these trends and making them more wearable. And then, you know, being paying like women 10 cents an hour in Bangladesh to produce this shit so that women in the West who feel like, oh my God, I can't wear this jacket. This is so two, three years ago. I have to buy another piece of shit jacket that's going to fall apart. So I have to buy another one in two years when that's out of... Two years, what am I talking about? It's seasonal. Several times a year. Several times (laughs) a year. And then we have all this textile waste that just gets dumped in the third world and destroys the environment. I just think everyone should have like three outfits (laughs) and like two jackets. This is my, this is what I'm moving towards. Yes. And like just very functional and utilitarian. Your your essentials. I just think you need the, I just think the whole fashion industry, it represents the absolute worst of capitalism. Just exploitation, pedophilia, decadence, self-involvement, individualism, just the worst possible iterations of capitalism everything is present in the fashion industry hate it that's true but it could be done in a a nice fun frivolous it is frivolous but a fun frivolous way sure where it wasn't you know considered important or regarded with anything i'm not saying we should have to regard it with contempt but it could just be well i think there was like in like the soviet union they tried to do like these are what the workers will wear when we're through class society and it looked silly it was just like Mm. looked like weird astronaut outfits or something so yeah well as you get more communist in the next few years i'm sure you'll be mandating which colors people are allowed to wear navy in the winter beige in the summer you know it you know me (laughs) yeah okay and three only two choices of blue roll yeah (laughs) you don't need all those choices i know i know we could have choices that weren't just consumer choices and then we could have greater freedom yeah i love someone i mean this is a bit of someone posted a picture of a cuban supermarket and we're like oh look at capitalism or look at communism you don't have 18 kinds of spaghetti sauce to choose from and it's like oh tragedy upon tragedy you can't decide if you want garlic or parsley yeah tomato you, sauce you will get a full medical yeah you'll get free you education and you will get you know free health care and free housing and your baby will get like a pint of milk every week of its life and until you don't puberty. have money the government gives you pasta to eat they yeah do. well yeah they give they you, give out chicken and pasta yeah they do yeah so there you are <laughs> okay well that's our take on the balenciaga scandal yeah i wonder how long it will roll on for i think it's over for them honestly 
Yes. Because it's been, it is a big deal and it's been really understood as a big deal. That's that's my surprise, to be honest, is yeah. that, that people took it so seriously and people really are outraged and they've had to give these, um, you know, statements saying they support child safety and welfare. What's really funny is the photographer, something Gabriele, he uh, he's like, oh, I... I just got mandated to do this. I don't get to decide what happens in the shoot. I'm like, do you think we're stupid? You should have walked away. Yeah. No one could make me press that clicker on the camera. I'd be like, I have a funny feeling about this. Even if I couldn't fully articulate at the time what the problem was, let's say I didn't put it together yet. Yeah. Like, this looks a bit noncy. I'd be like, got a weird feeling. I don't think I can be associated. I'd take the bear off the kid. (laughs) like walk out yeah yeah that would be it but yeah i think it's over for them i don't really know how they can well people are even mad at kim kardashian because she did a statement that was like i'm upset but but i'm gonna see what they do Mm. and if they're you know really change things up then i'll then i'll fully cut ties they can't do child fashion for a long time i don't know if they can do adult fashion for a while people were just saying oh kim if you don't cut them off completely right away then you're an apologist for child sexual abuse the thing is, maybe they'll come out with something where they give, like, you know, a billion pounds to child welfare charities or something. Yeah, I mean, that's what they would do. Not that I know a single person who's ever been helped by a, a child, child welfare, welfare charity. charity. And I certainly knew enough children when I was younger that could have been helped by them. But whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think it might be might be over. Yeah. God, if you were their PR team, imagine... Well, they, they'll have hired a crisis, yeah, a crisis manager. That's what they call them in PR. Their shops are still open, but they are getting graffitied. Was, yeah. It happened in London. Yeah. And it wasn't just even a big, someone just writing pedo with spray paint. A guy made the sign, very well done, look like pedophilia instead of Balenciaga. Yeah. So there you go. Art. The, 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 a decent use of artistic endeavor yeah exactly (laughs) okay all right well tune in next week that's right see you then